Yo, what's goody fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Human Behavior Podcast where we talk about leveraging human behavior and psychology to create a better business, a better life, and a better you. I'm your host, as always, Dewan Mutunga, but I got a very, very special guest in here with me today, my good, 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 good brother, Marcus Rogier. What's good, bro? Man, it's a blessing to be here, my dude. You know, you're, you're one of those people, man, that every time we talk, I'm learning from you. I vibe with you in my head. I'm always thinking, I wonder what he picking up on me with the disassessment. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, most people be always like, I'm like, bro, I'm not psychoanalyzing. Right, I'm not right. doing nothing. I'm just really chilling, man. Yeah. Like, if anything, it's it's when you when I'm not talking to nobody. Yeah. That I start, you know, I'm watching the environment and people <laughs> watching. But in the moment when I'm with you, bro, I don't be doing that. I, unless I have somebody's permission. Yeah, yeah. Unless I got permission. I don't be doing the weird stuff. You, you done broke me down a few times. Be like, yeah, because you this, 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 because of this. I'm like, I guess I am. <laughs> yeah, bro. Hey, listen, man. I I just was doing a master class last night, man. And I, I was telling people, like, the work. I got into the work really out of necessity for wanting to be. Yeah my best self and I know for a fact that it has transformed like truly transformed my life my business and the people around me and knowing that I don't feel I feel like I would be doing people a disservice especially my people if I didn't try to impart that or share you know share that insight or that wisdom with them yeah you know what I mean and um even from the first time we chopped it up man you were just like oh bro I didn't yeah it was like you had an aha moment, and then every time we chopped it up, it was just like, all right, so cool. 100%. Well, you know what's crazy? Um, I got int- well, Of course, I've heard of the disassessment, did it several times, but the way that you do it is totally different. And then, like, I got introduced to it in a different way, and I heard you on stage, and I'm like, yo, this is, this is crazy. <laughs> you know, it's like the first time you saw an iPhone or FaceTime or something. You know, you know what I mean? Because you, it, it finally put words to people. And then you start seeing yourself. Then you're like, hold on, I'm a little bit of that, a little bit of that. You know, it, it, it was crazy, man. I think that's why the work that you do is so powerful, bro. Yeah, man. And I, I really, you know, I think taking so much time to do the work with myself, I'm just trying to guide through discovery. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, I think that is the important thing is getting language. It's, I think there's things that we feel. Like, we feel internally, but we don't have language to name it. 100%. And then once you hear it, you have that, like, that aha moment. And yeah. it's, it's really breaking it down practically so that we could infuse it into our lives. Yeah. So it's it's a tool for us. It ain't a crutch. It ain't like it's going to, it's not like it's going to um, change your life overnight. But it will slowly start to change the way you behave, the way you deal with people, um, and I, I'm honestly, I'm a firm believer in the work and I live it every day. Yeah. So I just want to, I just want to share that. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to, you know, uh, be a blessing to you in any way. Yeah. And, um, I just appreciate you being a real thorough, honest, good dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I appreciate good people. So, um, I needed to have you on a platform because I think there is a lot of people that, I have conversations with, and the mindset is one thing, getting them right here, mm-hmm. but then transitioning from mindset to taking the steps to build out a business, 
build out a brand, monetize a brand. Yeah. Um, sometimes people get stuck here and they, they're not able to pull it out and manifest it in the physical. So, you know, I had to come to the master and, hey, and, hey, <laughs> and get this game for the people. I, I hope we can add some value to any to anyone that's listening and watching, man. So any any question I can answer, I'm I, book. So so listen, first talk to people about the mob. Okay, yeah. what it is, and then we we can start diving into. Yeah. So very quick story that makes sense to the business. Yeah. I was at a conference and it was one of those days where you. You rush in. I left a bunch of stuff at home. You know how they go. You might have toothbrush, no toothpaste. <laughs> toothpaste in your bag, no toothbrush. You're like, ham, no burger. Right? So, <laughs> Peter butter, don't you? Right. So I'm at a conference. I waited till lunchtime, and I went to Walmart to grab them. And I had a bunch of, like, miscellaneous missing stuff, right? So I needed, let's say, toothpaste. I needed water. I realized I was out of deodorant. You know what I'm saying? Needed a bunch of just miscellaneous stuff and socks. So I'm walking around Walmart while on lunch break from the conference, and I had this, I, I guess you can call it aha moment. We now call the mob moments. It's where mm. you hear information that you know can make you a whole lot of money. Mm. right? But I'm walking around, and I'm like, this is so random. I'm grabbing energy drinks, water. I'm grabbing toothbrush. I'm gra I can grab underwear, socks. I can grab a notebook. Like all of these things, If I, I can grab a charger for my phone all in one place. I asked myself the question, what's the one thing you can't buy from Walmart? I landed on a car and a house. But once you have it, everything you need for the car and the house, Walmart can provide in service. Mm -hmm. right? So if you get a car, they don't sell you cars, but they'll maintenance, tires, you name it. You get a house, you can literally furnish your house or add groceries on that line. I said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be Walmart in terms of solution, not service, right? Mm. Like Not the service, but the overall solution that for any culture entrepreneur, we won't, we don't help you form your business and get an LLC. That's the home. We don't tell you what you should sell. That's the car. But once you have it, we'll do everything else. Mm. I like that. that. That Yeah. Okay. That, I mean. that became the idea of let's be a one-stop shop for coaches and entrepreneurs. Once they have their formation of the business, once they have their idea, will help them go from idea to online income into fully built business. So where the mob comes from, shout out to Neo and several other guys, it was him 500 all and we were in Bali and I was making a transition in the business. Mm. Uh, name of my, one of my companies, my education company is called Win the Day Marketing Group. Mm. So I was, get, everything was win the day, win the day, win the day. I was trying to transition the thought because I felt like it didn't capture what we were and I wanted a communal name. While there, I'm like, what is it that people really want? What they really want to know is how I do what I do. I've been doing funnels since 2014. That's the first thing I learned. The first program I ever purchased was that, right? So this was freeconferencecall.com. There was no Zoom. There was no IG Live, Facebook Live. I was using Periscope, Craigslist, Facebook ads, Infusionsoft, and freeconferencecall.com, right? So that was my introduction to it. So people always wondered, like, bro, how were you – when I was doing book tours, how are you doing a book tour with no social media followers? I was doing fun. I had funnels. I did. I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I knew email yeah. marketing, et cetera. So that big, I was like, the only thing I really do is make money online, and I'm really big on building a business, not just selling products. Yep. Right. Like I'm. I don't even think about products. Product can change. I ain't married to no product. I'm so to so talk to people about the difference between those things because I I think that part right there might go over yeah. a couple of people's heads. Yeah. Right? So. 
let's use, I, I use everything with examples so it makes sense to people. Years ago, Dunkin' Donuts changed their logo from donuts to coffee because they sell more coffee than they sell donuts. Mm. The business remains, the, the front-facing product doesn't. McDonald's used to have a playground everywhere because they appealed to kids. Now the focal point is not the playground, right? The product can always change. The business is about the growth and the health of the business, that you can always change who you serve, how you serve. You can change and decide to scrap everything on your menu and reintroduce a new menu, but you don't have to go out of business. Mm. Some entrepreneurs, because what they have is a social media page and a digital product, when the product doesn't sell, they scrap the business and start a new business. Mm. <laughs> it's not the business. It's the product. We're on iPhone, what, 13, 14? Right. You can keep evolving with products. You can decide that you're no longer in the business of that product and discontinue it. Because the business has the ability to grow just like a, a baby does. It could grow from infant to adolescent to teenager to adult. Because a human being has an evolution. So does a business. Right? So the same, I tell people all the time, the same way that you track the behavior and the and the and the span of a child's life, you track a business. So here's a very good example with the whole business versus product. If a person keeps having headaches, headaches is indicative of a sign of something else going on wrong with the body. Absolutely. Headache is the check engine light of a body. Yep. Right? It's not saying a headache for a headache. A headache is a sign that something else is wrong. If you got high blood pressure, it's a sign that something's wrong. Yep. The vital signs of a business is no leads, no sales. <laughs> if you don't have no leads, no sales, that's a symptom of something. That don't mean post more content. <laughs> you know I, mean? I right? got you. Yeah. It, it like, bro, you need to figure out what's spiking your blood pressure, why it's not working. That's the health of the business, right? That's, that's a sick business. So I think business, not product. Bro, when I got into this, I was helping people write books. I had a full done-for-you service for book writing. From idea to writing it, binding it, formatting, copy, cover design, we would set up a funnel for them, email marketing, upload, and help them sell it. Right? Mm. I see how this is. Yeah, I see how it's coming together. Okay. Right. So it's yep. like I decided I don't want to work with authors anymore. I didn't stop my business. I just transitioned who I served. Yeah. <laughs> You got clear on what the actual business, yeah. what the what the the common theme was, what the core of the business was, yeah. right? Which is essentially yeah. funnels. The funnels can be applied to yeah. anything. Yeah, and like even now, like our major message messaging, we we evolve. It's not like we don't focus. We do build funnels, but we realize that can't be the primary focus because people who come to us don't realize they think a funnel is a software. They think it's websites. They think it's pages. That's what education a has to A funnel is me as a consultant coming into your business and thinking through three three areas. Where are people when they first discover who is Dewan? right? That thought process requires marketing. That part of our funnel is to actually drive the traffic to it. Then what is the decision they have to make before they do business with you? Are they ready to do business? Do they have questions? We have to now apply language, sales, copy, psychology of sales, nurture sequence, follow-up sequences, whether, what type of offer, segmentation. Then what happens after they buy? So some would say, oh, man, I already got my pages. I already got my funnel. No, you might have a software, but the thought process of how to take a person from not knowing you exist to knowing, liking, loving, buying, and buying again. <laughs> See, this is, this is the beauty I got to, man, listen, all my hot seeds out there, I, I got to love 
hate relationship with y'all because <laughs> y'all always correcting me because me being a high D, I'm not even, I'm like, let's yeah. get to what we need to get to. Yeah. But the way that you stop and you just break everything, it's like surgical. Wow. Right? Like the way that you dissect that. And I need that. Wow. I'm moving so fast. Wow. That I'm not, I'm like, yeah, we'll get to that stuff later. Let's just go get to the sale. Yeah. Right? But being strategic about all of those little pieces, all the nuances that you just broke down actually makes it easier for you to get to the sale. It just takes a little 100%. bit of time up front. Because it drives it and tells you, uh, it drives it and tells you what to do. So I, I, I'll give an example. I was talking with a client of mine, and speaking from stage, and I'm gonna use this again. So whoever's listening, just pretend, <laughs> pretend you heard it for the first time. So I asked the question uh, to a group of people. I was like, "Hey, what's the most important thing in a, in a sporting game, whether it's NBA, NFL? Is it the coaches? People raise their hand. Is it the players? People raise their hand. Is it the GM? Is it this? This is this?" Is it the strategy? So, you, of course, the room's divided because some say the coach, some say the players, some say the strategy, some say the mindset, the skill. None of those things are accurate. The clock. Because the clock controls all of those elements. The, the layup, the play that you can call in the first quarter at tip-off is not the play you can call down by two with, 30, with three seconds on the clock. Absolutely not. The clock determines the strategy and the play that you run. Here's my point in this. Someone will say that I want to close more sales or they'll create an income goal. The income goal is what you want, a.k.a. to win. But the tactic, the strategy, the timing, all of that is tied into how you do it. So when I'm working with coaches and entrepreneurs, we can't start with an income goal. We can't start with a product. There's so many other layers that make that up, right? You can't show, if you're a sporting team, you can't show your primary play in the first quarter. You gotta save, you gotta save that down screen and that ISO with LeBron to the fourth quarter and show it for the first time. Mm-hmm. So when people come out the gates and the first thing they do is post a flyer, okay, what's the marketing campaign? The flyer is an as, is is the aspect of attention and awareness. How you gonna capture? How you gonna nurture? How you gonna introduce and propose it? How you gonna follow up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it sounds like you almost got to be a strategic tactician. One, <laughs> this, is, this is why, man, I love this stuff, and this is why I also realize that you can't do business by yourself. Absolutely not. You need a team, bro. It's impossible to be marketer, salesperson, operations person, content creator. It's impossible to be all of it. So when people believe that oh, I got a funnel, or I got content, or I got this guy, I got marketing, I just need help with closing more clients. The reason you're not closing more clients could be a combination of all of these things mm-hmm. that the strategy doesn't match the goal or the outcome. Last, last thing I'll say, like connecting to the time and all that stuff. If you were selling to someone a digital product, 37, 47, 67, 97, whatever that number is, you don't have to really have high sophistication of language and copy. You can sell me on, you can sell me on, I want to help the next 10 people go to the next level learning how to do blank, right? It could be next level is ambiguous. It doesn't tell it. But if I'm selling the same thing for $20,000, I got to communicate process. I got to communicate what happens after I buy it, after I take the course. I got to communicate the front end of it. I got to speak to the problem. The sophistication is totally different. So you can't use ambiguous language based on that. So some would say, man, I'm getting people that will buy my 97, won't buy my 20,000. They will, they will think it's the industry, the niche, and the customer and never realize it's the messaging. 
<laughs> let me tell you something. I didn't. I, I I understood that, but I didn't realize. Just well, I was having a conversation with uh with with Jose that's and Trap, right? Yeah, that's my guy. He's in New York, and he's like, "Yo, so much of what you say goes over people's heads that you really gotta get. You really gotta key in on the messaging because." What you think is simple and straightforward yeah, yeah. is not what is simple and straightforward to yeah. everybody else. And I completely agree. The I don't necessarily need social media to to close my clientele, right? Mm. Because that's a in-person conversation, more intimate. Like yeah. we can sit and really talk through the process. I'm gonna close those sales differently. Yeah. But for the course. And for, you know, uh, coming to an event or doing anything like that, I got to use content and I got to do a live and I have to do all of these different things as an education process. Right. So servicing my clientele versus servicing my audience, I've learned two very different things. I've mastered the clientele, the high ticket consultant piece. Yeah. The other part I've had to learn because it requires patience and really mapping out and being diligent. Yeah. And. My high D ninety nine D. I'm like, <laughs> like let's go, let's go, let's go. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I've I really, I've really had to submit to understanding. Like, I need to go about these things in two different ways and really stop and think about it in a very like thoughtful, calculated way. Yeah, it it changes the game, man. And for all of us, of course, this is what I love about entrepreneurship. It's an ecosystem. Yep. Right whether we are here now in the information age or whether we were back in a day with the industrial age, the agricultural age, whether we go thousands of years back, some person had to say, some person was a farmer, some person was a hunter, some person built things, some person was a welder. The farmer had to say, yo, I'll make sure you never go hungry. The people who protected the farm had to say, I'll make sure nobody ever steal from your farm. There had to be an exchange, whether they bartered or Mm -hmm. now. There's things that you give to me. There's things I give to you. Absolutely. If if we sail in the, can I say this? Go ahead. Talk. If we sail in the space that we don't actually spend money and contribute to, we're stealing from it. Mm. So you can't you can't be a coach selling coaching services and not investing in coaching services. Mm. You're stealing and okay. robbing from the industry. Yeah. You're not a part of it. You're a theft of it. Mm. I have coaches. I invest in coaching. So no matter how much business and how much money I make or how we built companies, there's things you provide for me that helps me understand me, understand my team, and better lead. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Then it don't just help me lead; it helps me be a better man. It helps me be a better friend, a better you know all and better all these areas, right? So if I'm not contributing and investing in those and all of those areas, that's the circle of reciprocity. So it's like, yo, you don't need that, but you need this. So I teach my clients, all of us have an information gap. Absolutely. Something we don't know, and if we knew it, we would have more, do more, be more. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, again, the, that information gap is awareness. It's exposure. Yeah. Right? What you're doing right now is a reflection of you choosing from the choices that you know to be available. Ooh. But it doesn't, it isn't reflective of all of the choices that exist so really you're choosing from what you are aware of mm. but if you became aware of more choices there's choices out there in the ether 
that are actually more aligned with your business, with who you want to be and your goals. You just don't know that they exist, so you can't choose them. Wow. That's the importance of closing the information gap. Yeah. People's, uh, I think Bruce Lee said to know and to not do is to not know. Yeah. Because if you knew better, and this is and this is another thing, because I, I had a, a lot of people in the comments going crazy when I said everybody is doing their best. Mm. Even, even if it looks bad or they're doing something, people are like, no. I'm like, if a person is coming up short in this area or if they're doing something that you deem to be not well or do if they really truly understood the the implications and the gravity of it yeah they wouldn't do that so true nobody wants to do less than their best yeah some people are just not aware so true and to your point about having an ecosystem and a team, just because you, first of all, if you do think that you could do it by yourself, just because you can do it by yourself doesn't mean that you should. 100%. Right? And I have learned the value in, yeah, Marcus, what's, I need, talk to me about this thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. really break that down because for all that I'm great at, there's a whole bunch of things that I'm, I'm real. My best is average. Wow. In them areas. And I'm I I'm I, I could be honest enough with myself to say that, right? Wow. And so that's when you go lean on somebody who may be more structured than you, who may have better social skills than you, who may be more process oriented than you. Because then it just makes everything move smoothly and so then that true. ecosystem is enriched. So true. So true. It's I think it's a hard thing for us to come to grips with because it takes a high level of humility. Right, and sometimes we can wear we can wear character flaws as a badge of honor. Like I'm, some, I'm, I'm definitely guilty, right? So you can you can meet people that say I'm the type of person to tell it like it is, and they think that they think that being honest is the same thing as being rude, <laughs> right? Like, that know, was the example I was going to use. Too. You know what I'm saying? So social emotional immaturity is not you telling it like it is because you can tell you can speak honesty without removing the empathy that it takes to realize you've hurt someone's feelings, right? So you you can't use your truth as a weapon to bruise and, ab and abuse people. I would use, I'm brutally honest. Yeah. Do you need to be brutally honest or do you just need to be honest? 100%. You understand what I'm saying? Like, And I'm in a season right now of being really mindful of my intent. Mm. I'm, at a, I'm at a season in accountability Intent doesn't negate impact. Wow. I can have the best of intentions and still hurt you. Yeah. Right? So just being mindful. I'm, yeah, no, I'm honest. I'm a straight shooter. I'm direct. Do you need to be that direct or do you need to? And, again, that's being mindful of who you're talking to, yeah. who you're dealing with. Yeah. You could really break somebody's spirit being direct and brutally honest when you don't need to. Yeah. Some people you can be. Yeah. But that badge of honor, that badge of that 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 character flaw as a badge of honor, um, I think for me, every every behind every successful entrepreneur, anybody, there's a struggle or a trauma that you had to get yourself out of. There's a rock bottom you had to wow. get yourself out of. And you can get fooled into wearing that because you had to use grit to get out of that situation. Yeah. But once you get up out the situation, it don't serve you no more. So you gotta kinda release that stuff. 
And that's where the new levels and the new and the coaches and the ecosystem comes in because those are the people that are going to support you. Without question. Without question, bro. Without question. Yo, what's goody fam? Listen, I know, I know. I'm going to let you get back to the episode. But I wanted to take a minute to let you know about the Human Behavior Mastery course. Yes, we have a course that we put together for coaches, consultants, corporate leaders, and entrepreneurs. I know you're listening to the pod and it's all of this numbers and the, the adaptive and the natural, the D, the I, the attributes. We put together a comprehensive course to walk you through exactly how to understand each one of the personality types, each one of the values, and we're going to show you exactly how to get the most out of each type, what things you need to avoid, what environments to put you in, and what pieces to put around you to be successful. So if you're looking at taking your business, your life, or your relationship to the next level, make sure you go check out the Human Behavior Mastery course. Back to the episode. So, so okay, so the business and the product, right? So that's that's one perspective to shift. But then how do you get people from that mindset, right, that mindset of looking at things from a business perspective and not being so narrowed in the and married to this, the product or the service that they sell to actually building something out. So, so talk to us about that transition for, for yourself, but then also how you started to build out the mob in the community. Gotcha. So I'll rewind back to um, how the name came to be, and it kind of framed, because it connected, yep. it frames mm -hmm. everything. They heard the Walmart story, that whole thing. Um, I asked myself, what is that exactly I do? I make money online, and I focus on the business. Then I was like, if anybody's going to build a business, what do they need? A blueprint. I was like, well, what if I just don't coach and teach them? I give my business away. So I take the actual things we did to become a seven-figure company, and I document all of it, build it out in a process, and that becomes the coaching program. Mm -hmm. So that became the monetized online business blueprint. The blueprint for building an online business was my blueprint. In essence, it's like if you could buy a franchise. Yep. How can McDonald's take a 15, 16-year-old, train them and have them out on the floor in less than an hour. That's a blueprint. I never thought about, okay, my brain just, I just had one of those moments because my brain just went franchise married to the digital space. I never thought about anything like that before. Yeah. So you're essentially a franchisee, yeah. right, in yeah. the digital product space. Yeah, so we take our structure and... We don't, you don't guess, right? You don't guess what type of funnel. You don't guess how much to charge. To work with me, you have to, you have, to have something to sell for at least $1,000 or more. We'll create it with you. So our first level is to take your raw ideas. If you, Let's just say if you're like, man, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. We streamline all of that stuff into a systematic process to get someone a result, right? That's what a course is. It's not just information. Less than 10 minutes each video, a pickup location, a drop-off. Where are they when you're picking them up? Do they, what do they have? What do they know? And then we chronicalize that, right? It's a $1,000 offer. Mm. That's that first step, right? You don't choose the price. Why? The per, at that level, most new entrepreneurs that have raw ideas that want to sell courses or coaching want to make five figures. Well, I can get you to that fast because you only need 10 people. You don't have to have a lot of followers. That's what I was when I started, which I mentioned. So you have to think, bro, you can run a webinar with, you can have a thousand followers, right? Put this in context. And if we create a plan Nick, for you to get 50 of those people and you got a thousand dollar offer, you make $50,000. Yeah. For most people, that's life changing money. If you run a webinar every week and only two people bought, you made $8,000 a month for work, for working six hours, a year, six hours a month. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's just it's just basic. It's just basic thought, right? So we gave them our blueprint, our funnels, our copy, our process, our six-step launch strategy, right? You're not guessing. Our messaging format, the same thing we did, the same funnel we use until we reach seven figures, our same sales scripts, the thing we used for you to become a client, we actually give to you for you to use to get your own clients, mm. right? You know it worked. They're like, oh, you got proof of concept? You. <laughs> You don't, need, Not you, don't need, enough. you don't need to see nobody else. You. What made you reach out to us, ask us to help you, and pay us money? You. Yeah. So let's reverse engineer that, embed that into your business for you to be able to do the same. Now, is it is it done for you or yeah. is it done with you? So hybrid. Done for you, done with you. Um, the done for you aspect says we build the funnel, we write the copy, mm-hmm. we create your course, so we'll interview you, extract the information, and put it into outline lessons my team even uploads your videos for you and builds your membership site yeah so that's the done for you done with you is the coaching the education got it and you're the subject matter expert so i can't create a course on behave on human behavior what i can do is take your raw thoughts and organize it where it makes sense over your modules to say yo this don't go there this video's too long this needs this needs something for visual learners that concept is too abstract so, hey, let's do something for visual learners, auditory learners, kinesthetic learners. All right, hey, you're using terms that need to be defined. So let's let's create a, a mindset module also in the, in the end of it. Hey, what do you have after this? What do they need? Oh, they don't need this and this. Okay, let's do a wrap-up module to tell them, hey, so here's what happened. We've successfully taught you how to do this, this, and this. I don't want to shortchange you, but the promise of this course is to show you how to do this, 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 and this. Now, in my business, we also do this. So if you need our help, do this, right? So it's us to ask you questions. Hey, so tell me, what's the first thing someone would need to learn about human behavior? Boom. What is human behavior? Do they know this already, these people you're working with? Now they don't know. We're taking it and organizing it. So we're going from high seas make the world go round. Yeah. Like, that. that's the structure right yeah. there. Yeah. So many people would be so would be much further along if they just had structure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting here listening to you like. You know what's crazy, bro? I score really high as a D and as a C. Yeah, so we I would call that person an implementer. Yeah. Right? So an uh, implementer, and, re- and really those <laughs> people who have high Ds and high Cs, they get a bad rap as being like a jerk because you really just like, I want to make sure these things get done. Yeah. Right? And C's actually look and behave a lot like these. Like people confuse the two. Mm-hmm. But here's the difference. One, a D cares about getting it done by any means. A C cares about getting it done right. Wow. Wow. The D is worried about the problem. They care about, like, they go through the sequence. Like, the sequence of a D is, okay, what's the situation? What's the problem? What's the process? And then who are the people involved? Mm. A C is going, well, what's the situation? What's the process? What's the problem? And then who are the people? A C is only going to be cautious until they get the information that they need so they will ask you all of the questions 
And once they get all the information and they feel like they know what they need to know, they operate just like a D. Wow. So if you're a person who has a high C, there's a there's a bit of angst like, hold on, let me. But once you answer your questions and you feel like you got it, can't nobody tell you nothing. It's like, oh, no, I'm good. So you're just going to break me down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's a, that is that is a prime time elite executor because you're focused on challenges and problems. Yeah. Right? So a person who's purely a D, like myself. So I'm, oh, this is perfect. Okay. So I'm a 99D. I am very assertive and very quick to engage with a problem. If I see a problem, I don't run away from it. I engage it. Yeah. I want to solve the problem. But I have a low C. So I'm not a person who's necessarily going about it in a structured way. I don't mind coloring outside the lines and being creative and going against the status quo. Yeah. I just want to make sure that it gets done. I don't care how it looks. It, ain't, it might not look pretty, but a person who has a high C cares about it being a particular way. Mm. There is a right and a wrong way to do this. Yeah. And I want to do it in a very thorough, organized manner. So when you have somebody who anticipates and engages with problems and is also doing it very meticulously and thorough, like you, when you shoot, you don't miss. Wow. Bro. I think the same thing people love about you is the same thing that aggravates them too. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? No, I got you. Yeah. So, with when it comes to me, with my business, I'll use an example. I start with I start with the SOP. Bingo. Right. That's my starting point. If I show you my phone, you would laugh at me, right? So we just we just hired a um, new social media manager. And then before that, we were hiring new editors and that whole thing. The first thing I did was go on my phone, and I keep, like, a Google Drive, and I got, like, notes section. And I created five different video styles with links to visuals of it and pictures and then, like, a description. Style one will have these five elements. Style two. Why? Because I wanted to be able to tell my editors, hey, this week, let's just do style three. This week. And I, I didn't want to say kind of like that, kind of like this. I didn't want to piss them off. Piss me off, aggravate me because I can't communicate what they would need to see. So I know me, that about myself, and I know I'm very demanding. So before I did that, I would rather be demanding on what I educated you on. So I'm going to show you my phone. You're going to laugh at it. No, it's it's funny because it's not the doing that you have a problem with. It's who you're being when you're doing the doing. Yeah. It's not doing the thing. It's are you doing it with a smile? Are you doing it? And for you, you're... It's coming across like you're correcting people. Yeah. Like, no, that's not the way it's supposed to be done this way. Oh, yeah. My thing is, I don't care how you do it. Just do it. Bro, I needed you. We just, <laughs> we, we lost a person. Nobody even talks about this, too. We lost a good uh, person. We had just hired him, just trained him, which is worse, right? Because you spent all this time, and then I spent the time to actually train. Because I'm, I'm real heavy on, we started a new media company. And the company's named after my daughter. It's called Rain Media. Right, mm-hmm. So I hope she falls in love with the camera and all that kind of stuff. So we hired a whole team for it. So I spent the time training. I'm on a call with him every day, and I don't do a lot of training. My CEO does a great deal of it. So when you invest that time, energy, effort, and money, the guy, I realized 
me being meticulous and cor- and pulling it up and correcting stuff in front of other people, I hadn't built a relationship because I was just, this was four days after my daughter was born. So I'm tired, et cetera, but I'm still hopping on the calls and I'm boom, 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 boom. But this is a new team that I have no rapport and relationship with. It's not like my education company where they've been with me, they know me, they know my heart. So all they hear is, yeah, I don't like that. Change this. Hey, why would you? Hey, quick question. Why would you do that? But my education company knows every Tuesday I do scenario-based training, not just information. So we'll take a scenario like a customer that was upset. Hey, how would you handle this? So this new team don't know because I haven't even introduced the concept of scenario-based training, no context. It feels alarming if I question your thought pattern to say, hey, so walk me through when you were doing this design. What, what was the thought? It just feels different. You know what I'm saying? No. It's totally like that. I was just just talking to uh, Connie yesterday. I'm like, you're going to be proud of me. She was like, what? I was like, I did three SOPs. (laughs) She was like, oh, my God. I was like, do you know what it took for me to sit my butt down? And and I'm like, oh, yo, for me, that was was moving the needle. For y'all, y'all be, y'all can't proceed without the SOP. Bruh. You know what I'm saying? But I think that this is where, and y'all know I'm big on, let's use our differences to make a difference, right? Mm-hmm. And this is this is where having understanding, like let's have a paperwork party. Everybody bring your assessment. Let's learn about each other so that we can figure out how to best work with each other. Yeah. Because once I know, I'm not going to say, you know, Mark is asking so many questions or why he keep correcting me or he just, he's redirecting everything and he, I'm, no, I go, oh, I understand. He needs to get the information so that if he feels comfortable enough to proceed. Yeah. And honestly, me being a person who don't have too much, see, it's it's helpful to me because I'm going to, I am a person who learns by doing, so I learn through iteration. Wow. For certain things, you don't have the luxury of iteration. You get one shot to do it. Mm. You get one time to do it. So you need to make sure that it's, it's correct. Other times when it's urgent, and you want to ask all the questions? I'm gonna go, bro. Hey, listen, we don't got we don't got time for that. Let me just take care of this for you. Yeah. But we understand the balance and the rapport. With that understanding, though, there's grace and mercy given to each other, right? When you're a person and and being a person who's a high D and a high C, you are solely task oriented, right? It's not. And again. Everybody's assessment, everybody, it's as unique as a fingerprint. Everybody has a little bit of everything, but to varying degrees. But you being dominant in both of those areas, people are going to receive you as more of a doer, more focused on getting the stuff done, and being relational as an afterthought. Mm. And so when the perception is that way, it's not about facts anymore. It's about how people feel. The majority of people are relational. There are very, there are fewer people who are actually fact and task oriented. Yeah. So when you know that you're in the minority, the, most of the world don't think the way you do or function the way that you do. And you have to understand that going into things. Yeah. So th- there's, there's growing pains there. <laughs> Say that again. There's growing pains there. <laughs> Wow, bro, this right here is amazing. Like, let me just say, <laughs> I want to pull out my phone, write notes so bad. <laughs> like I'm sitting, there, I'm sitting here, like I want, I want, I want the camera to turn so I can write some notes. Yo, listen, man, I've, the the people piece 
once people feel understood and they feel like you care and you get them, there's nothing they won't do for you. Yeah. Your team will work the late hours, go above and beyond. The above and beyond will be the norm. Yeah. Right? But it's just getting everybody to... Because, you know, you you want people to feel empowered, like they understand how to add value to you, but also understand that somebody's going to be adding value to them in, in an area where they struggle. Yeah. yeah. Right? So... But and that's the thing as leaders, like that's the that's the mantle you carry of putting all of that in and keeping that structure in place. Bro, it took me a, it took me a minute to come to this awareness that not just as a business owner, as a CEO of companies, but also as a coach, you're you're automatically launched into the role of a leader. Yeah. For whatever reason it might be, well, not might be, was ignorant of me to believe that me coaching people is not me leading. Mm. Very naive of me mm-hmm. to think that people are not coming to you with mama's mess and daddy's demons. Right. See, you about to open up a whole nother bag. But you keep going. Yeah. That people are, are coming to you sometimes not trusting themselves, not hearing themselves not validating their voice, not knowing who they are, right? Or I'm, I'm a biblical guy. You, you'd be naive to think that people aren't coming to you dressed in the, in the 2023 version of Adam and Eve's fig leaves, mm-hmm. right? Dressed and clothed in persona, idea, image, social media followers, external, aesthetic, six figures, seven figures, five figures, who I know. So I had to realize, here, and this just happened this year, right? This, mm. this is the awakening I came to. I'm like, I'm a leader of these people. I have to lead with that. I have to understand how do I get the best result of this? How do I position myself and truly understand? And even in my industry, I'm one of few people that have been in this coaching space this long. I've seen a lot. I understand a lot. Uh, in my business, I, I at one point we did book writing. I'm talking about ghostwriting for people. I had an email marketing service where I used to um, charge people $1,500 a month to write 30 emails a month for them. So you got to think, I would take 10 clients at a time, five figures a month, but I would write 30 emails in their voice, their tone, and create the content, the strategy, et cetera, whether it was a re-engagement. So I learned copywriting. Mm -hmm. I started in in October 10, 2010 being a speaker. So I had a speaker program. You got to think, book writing. So you take... Coaching, speaking, funnel building that I learned in 2014. You take sales that I did, and I didn't hire a salesperson until I personally closed over seven figures over the phone myself. Mm. So you take all of these skills, all this operational stuff. I worked at Florida State University as an operation as an operation manager. I've done operations. I've done integration. I've done healthcare, pharmaceutical. You take all these skills, right, and you place yourself as a CEO, and you realize. At the height of our team, we've downsized some. Now we had 23 people. That's how many people it took to fire myself from the roles in my company. Right? So when you realize I can help with copyright and I can jump in and help you with speaking, I can tell you how to speak from stage, sales presentations, authoring books, running an organization, hiring, firing. You take all of these skill sets and you realize, man, you have to lead people because your de- your perception of all of these things are so different. I bought my first house at 19 years old. You know, like that was my first house, Panama City, Florida. I can say the address now because I sold the house now. Like these are real things that happened to me that I had that I had money, didn't have money, 
did mm-hmm. this, didn't do this. That qual- that qualifies you to lead people to a place of explaining to them, yo, I had six figures before I was 21. And I lost it and went down to $11.37. Best thing that ever happened to me. Because I, I wasn't successful. I had money. And it ain't the same. Absolutely. These are the leadership lessons that I try to get people to, to conclude, to say, yo, never place your money in the same place you place your confidence. You might mess around and grab one thinking it's the other. Mm, <laughs> that's a bar. Right? Like, so if you, if you, like, confidence, there's no amount of money that could ever pay for that bill. It far exceeds billions. It far exceeds millions. That, that's why you look and you think that wealth is a cure for insecurities. So you say, hey, make all that money. Why would they do something so stupid? And it amplifies it. And they wonder because you cannot reach inside of yourself and pull out money, idea, persona, or image. You've got to have value inside of yourself that you can reach out when life hits you. These are the lessons that I've learned. And I'm like, as a leader, it's my job to sit in that truth and to speak to people to say, yo, bro, I've seen it from all ends. I know what it's like to be a successful failure, to win in all the areas that matter to people but don't matter to you. So they will applaud you for something that you can care less about. <laughs> and taking those applause feel better than nobody clapping at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing as a leader is submitting to leadership. Wow. Submit. We just both sat here. We're both doers by nature. And people will praise, sing our praises for what we're able to do at a really high level. But the thing that really moves the needle the thing, because you said all this operation stuff, what I didn't hear was lead people, manage people. Yeah. There's no blueprint for that but actually doing it. Man. And being committed to doing it. Man. And the same way you just said that, I could show you, I could show you in my notes. Um, I write notes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I could show you in my notes. Bleed on camera. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I just wrote the note. Bleed on Like, you got to really show people. Because people see you here and think that it's not possible or you like, like you got snowflake syndrome. Like you're the only person. No. It's the trials and the tribulations. It's, 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 it's an evolution process. And people admire that. You don't get to choose to be a leader. It's bestowed upon you. Wow. You submit wow. to it or you don't. Wow. But you're still a leader. So what kind of leader do you want to be? You want to be a begrudging leader? Yeah. Or you want to be somebody who is endeared to the people? And I'm saying that, just just being honest, like, I've had to submit to my position. Yeah. And I'm still, I'm still a work in progress because I'm, I'm very introverted. You know, I stick to people that I know. But if I want to have the impact that I want to have, I'm clear that it comes through being with people. Yeah. And leading people. That's the role of the CEO of is to lead yeah. and manage and deal with what you said, mama's mess and daddy's deep. Like people are bringing that to work, whether you think, uh, think they are or not. So you have to deal with that. The work is going to take care of itself. That's what they're coming for you. Yeah. That's, the, that's what they're following you for. Yeah. Yeah. And so as being people, it's almost like high execution is the cost of entry. <sighs> how long you stay in the game, how long you stay in the room, comes to how well you learn to deal and lead people. How how well your team is constructed. Yeah. How 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 cohesive the team is. Yeah. And that's at least that's where I'm at and it sounds like that is a place where you are. 100 100% um 
longevity, high empathy, understand. Well, my team, and I, I'll say this last part. My team was talking to me about we had a, a real heavy meeting. Uh, we do a, a what we call a money hole call. It's basically where me and my COO sit, and it's not so much where we lost money, it's where we didn't maximize income potential. Mm. All right, so you can make 100000 and realize that there's a gap in that where you could have maximized that income potential by adding something else in that, right? So very quick, because I think business. Now, you're old enough to remember when wings used to be 25 35 cents, oh. for it. Right, and you could get ranch and all that, and they didn't charge you for it. Yep. They start at the first first recession, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. During that time, they started charging for it. Cost of gas went up to three dollars and some change. How do you offset the cost for the person bringing the wings in? It costs you more because gas costs more. The wings cost more. Mm. So how do you offset that? They you can look at the business versus product instead of focusing on the wings and say, what does everyone eat with their wings? Most people want to rent for a wing. What if we charge 50 cent? You're, we, big industrial packs of ranch, we make more off the rents than the wings. So you make a dollar to every 50 cent. So now you just literally added another revenue stream. Now in their head, they got to think, for years we didn't charge for it. That's a money hole. They didn't maximize an income stream. Mm. <laughs> you, get, you get what I'm saying? Yep. That's how my mind works. That's a mindset shift that's, right there. That's yep. how my mind works. It's... It's a decimals, it's digits, it's a, it's these small margins, these small attachments that drives revenue. So here's my point. My team was like, yo, our team, we're, our, what we're paying out, like our payroll is too high, this, 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 we're looking at it like, man, do we downsize, do we trim some of this? They, uh, my CEO was like, hey, we ought to stop doing done for you services and just teach. She's like, you're a great enough teacher that other programs are just flat out teaching. So I get it. Like that would be valuable for me to just flat footed teach you how to build a multi seven figure company, right? However, I said our superpower is the fact that can't nobody else. Well, let me not say can't. Most people don't do done for you. So it's something different to do it for you and then coach you and teach you based on what I built for you. I give you speed. I give you something that other people can't give you. I give you a plane ticket. Just sit. the plane ticket is equivalent to. When, when turbulence hit, we look out the window. Like, we can see the clouds. <laughs> right? A plane ticket is, bro, all you got to do, and as long as you want to enjoy this ride, sit and follow instructions. The car, you're if you're in the car, bro, you're in control of following the GPS, and you can get off track. When you do done with you and done for you, I can... That's a beautiful analogy. It's different. That's a beautiful analogy. Yeah. It's different. It, it is. This is what's built. Now I'm coaching you to what's built, and you're actually generating revenue and getting speed in real time. It also gives them a hit of dopamine because they can get quick wins along the way. They can see what's actually built. Yep. So it's all of these things wrapped into a process. So to that end, bro, we don't ever want to stop thinking about what would we want and need if we were lost or confused. Like When we're creating programs, we can't start with the money. We have to start with, yo, if I right now wasn't making any money, don't know what to do next, I got questions about how to make money, questions about what to sell, questions on how to close a sale, questions on who's my audience, question on imposter syndrome, am, am I qualified to do this, questions about content. Your job as a coach is to figure out what are the top questions I can eliminate for the person as fast as possible to get them a win. Yep, That's before the product, right? So that's my leading point, and I think – 
that's what makes you a leader, right? You visit the future for that person and come back to their reality and talk about the future. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, those are the great ones right there. Yeah, man. I'm trying. Every day I'm trying to get better. You you make me better, bro. No, bro. I'm sitting here. You you got my wheels turned. I feel like I just popped a limitless pill just now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm seeing all of the little, all, uh, all the little leaks and all the little holes. I'm like, oh. Bro, I got to ask you on your show. When you coming on mine, man? Hey, don't threaten me with a good time. We could go. I, listen, I will be there whenever you. Bro, let's do it today. Okay, we could do that. Say less. Say we less. Do that. I'm going to give you a time. Let's rock it out today. Hey, let's make it happen. Hey, listen. I know uh, you got to get to recording the pod. So Shoot, I'm, I'm, I'm up and popping in, what, 40 minutes? Hey, listen, um, give give some parting words to people, right, who, who are trying to make the transition from, okay, I, I clicked into gear, I yeah. got the right mindset. What are the next steps to get them to monetization? Yeah. Um, if you're listening to me, chances are you will you might think that you don't need the mindset work. You might say, okay, I already know who I am. I already know who I want to serve. Well, the reality is this. The same way that every day we have to have a physical health um, hygiene routine from brushing our teeth to showering to doing our hair, we need a mental health hygiene routine. Mm -hmm. Ways in which we are able to replenish our mind. So I will encourage you towards this. Turn down the volume of consuming way too much content. When you sit down to create something, if you second guess yourself and say, does this sound right? Chances are you're not doubting do you sound right. You're doubting do you sound like what you've been consuming. The only way you're going to change that is to start consuming more of yourself. Your homework assignment is to study you. Find gaps inside of what you said that you can expand and that when you get ready to create, the loudest voice in your head should be you. So start there. Secondly, Moving into this new space, this new evolution of the online space, deep empathy, high skill. Your ability to sit with someone's problem and invest into learning how to solve it before you ever ask for their money. So when you invest to learn how to solve it, you earn the right to be paid because you work for free for potential customers that you will charge. It's an investment in it. So your empathy that you cared about their problem, so you invested to learn how to solve it, and high skill that you can learn how to do it quickly, and the third thing I will say to you is be prepared, not just for what you teach your clients, but what you can teach them when what you taught didn't work. That's when you're truly an expert. That was crazy. My brother, I appreciate you. Please let the people know where they can find you. Man, whether you're the FBI or jealous girlfriend, I'm the <laughs> easiest person in the world to find. Marcus, why? Rosier, don't, you can't lead a while. You wouldn't say J without the Z. <laughs> so if you type in on any platform, Marcus Wild pop up, YouTube, this that that's where we're pointing our attention right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Instagram, Marcus Y R O S I E R. So make sure you include that Y in there. Absolutely. And y'all know me. I'm Dewan Mutungo on everything. I appreciate you, my brother. Thank you so much for coming in and pouring into the people. I thank you. Some love. Blessings, bro. Yep, Blessings. yep. I will see y'all next week on another pod. Peace.